You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 198, The Gift of Failure. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, my lovelies. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about failure, which is always a fun topic. (laughs) Do you love failing? I've learned to embrace it. I still don't love it, right? Like I love success. Success is really fun when we crush our goals and we are really proud of ourselves and we're celebrating. But as I've opened myself up to failure, I've learned that it can bring some benefits that I'm not sure how to get in any other way. So today we're going to talk about the huge gift that failure gives us. So if you're someone who is afraid to fail, who holds yourself back because you don't want to fail, maybe thinking about this gift that failure can give you will open you up to be willing to fail more. Now, that might sound like a weird goal. Why would we want to be willing to fail more, right? It's like, no, we want to learn how to avoid failure. We want to learn how not to fail. But the thing is, we can never avoid failure 100%. And so if we open ourselves up to being willing to fail, not being afraid to fail, then there are some huge benefits. Because a lot of us think, you know, if I was willing to fail, if I was open to failing, if I didn't care about failure, then I might sabotage myself to not get the goals that I want. So let's say you wanted to get a job in a specialty area of nursing. Let's say maybe you're a new grad and you want to get hired on a labor and delivery unit. We think, if I don't care about failing with that goal, then I'm going to not do well in my interviews, and I'm not going to put together a nice resume, and I'm not going to think about how I present myself during those interviews. If I'm not deterred by failure, or if I'm not trying to avoid failure, then I'm going to sabotage myself and not show up as who I want to be, so I'm going to fail at my goal. And I want you to know the opposite is true. That when we're afraid of failure, we actually sabotage our lives more. Did you know this? When you're afraid to fail, you sabotage your life more. Because what we end up doing is we hold ourselves back unless we're 99.9% sure we're going to succeed. So you don't apply to all those jobs that you think, oh, I don't think I'm quite qualified for that. We hold ourselves back from it. We're like, oh, I don't think I'm going to get into nursing school. I don't think I'm going to get into that NP program. I don't think they're going to choose me to be the charge nurse or the manager. So we hold ourselves back because we're not willing to fail. So actually, being willing to fail is how you stop sabotaging your life. It's how you go after what you desire. It's how you open doors for yourself and find new opportunities that before you would have thought, That's not for me. I don't think I can do that. But it's because we're afraid to fail that we hold ourselves back from all of that. Now, a lot of us think that 
failure and success are opposites. Do you think that? That's how I used to view it. I'd be like, okay, if I didn't get the job, I failed at my goal. So that's the opposite of success, which is getting the job. But I want you to know failure and success are not opposites. The way I heard another coach explain this before, and I really like this idea, it resonates with me and might resonate with you too, is that failure and success actually live in the same neighborhood. Like I used to go and sell candy bars when I used to play little league soccer and softball. We would have to go door to door knocking and selling candy bars. And I didn't know which houses people were going to say yes and which ones people were going to say no. But as long as I was out there knocking on doors, I was on the right track, right? And failure and success were happening in the same neighborhood. One door right next to one that said no might be the house that says yes. So failure and success aren't opposites. They're in the same neighborhood. What's actually the opposite of failure is inaction. It's when we hold ourselves back We stay safe. I stay in the house, right? I stay sitting on the couch when I'm, you know, in second grade. Instead of going out and asking people to buy candy bars, I just stay inside where it's guaranteed no one is going to buy any candy bars and I'm not going to get any closer to my goal. No one's going to say no to me, but no one's going to say yes to me either. So going back to this example of trying to get into a specialty area of nursing, if you're not out there getting told no all the time, going to tons of job interviews or applying to a bunch of jobs that maybe they never even call you back, if you're not willing to do that, then you're never going to get the yes. You've got to be willing to get those no's. Another way to think about it is this formula. We're going to do a little bit of algebra here, okay? It's not going to be too complicated, don't worry. (laughs) But I want you to think of this equation, The number of attempts you make minus the number of failures equals your number of successes. So however many jobs you apply to minus how many say no to you equals how many say yes to you. So if we want to figure out like how many successes do I want it? I just want to get one job in labor and delivery, right? If we want our S to be one, we've got to do some algebra to figure out what those need to be. The A and the F for attempts and failures. You stand with me? I wish I had my whiteboard. (laughs) In Boldner Society, I always use a little whiteboard so you can see some of these things that are a little bit more visual. But attempts, A minus F, failures equals S, success. So if we want one success, then all we need for the A and the F is that our failures are just one less than all of our attempts. So the more you're willing to try, the more you're willing to put yourself out there, the more likely you're going to get a success. It doesn't matter how many failures you get, as long as you're willing to attempt one more time, then you fail, quote unquote fail, right? Which we'll talk about in a second, why I don't think failure actually even exists. Then you have succeeded in your goal. You just have to be willing to attempt one more time than you fail. Okay. Another huge benefit of being willing to fail, which this isn't the big gift I'm talking about. We'll get to that 
near the end of the episode, but another huge benefit of just being willing to fail is how much it can benefit other people. I've seen this firsthand in my coaching practice, because guess what? I didn't know what I was doing when I first started coaching. (laughs) I didn't know how to start a podcast. I didn't know how to do coaching calls or set up a coaching program. I had to figure all of that out along the way. But I told myself it was okay to fail. It was okay to not do it perfectly the first time. I knew I could help people. I knew I had the skills and the tools that could help people, maybe not perfectly all the time, but I knew that I knew enough to help people. And so because I was willing to fail, I turned on the mic. I sat down at my laptop and I put out a podcast episode. And I put out some free things on the internet that people enjoyed and it resonated with them and was helpful to them. And from there, people started coming to me for coaching. And then I opened Bold Nurse Society. And because I was willing to do it imperfectly and I was willing to have times where I would fail, where I wouldn't know what to say on a coaching call. I wouldn't know how to help somebody. Yes, I was able to build my skills, but I was able to help so many people in the process where if I was like, I'm not going to start coaching until I know I can succeed 100% of the time and know what I'm doing 100% of the time and always do it perfectly, I never would have started coaching. Because I still don't think that about myself. I know that I'm always going to be growing as a coach. And it's the same for you. Don't wait till you check all the boxes to apply to a job or to apply to a program or to do whatever goal you want to do. Just be willing to fail at it. Be willing to have no idea what you're doing. Be willing to do it bad sometimes. Be willing to make mistakes and ask stupid questions and maybe even have people get mad at you or be disappointed in you. If you're willing to experience all of that, you don't have to wait and you don't have to turn your back on your goals, you can go for it. And then take care of yourself along the way. Okay? So those are some of the biggest benefits of being willing to fail. We benefit others so much by what we're willing to share. If we're willing to share our imperfections and we're able to experience so much more in our lives to pursue those goals that otherwise might have stayed on the back burner. Now, as I was saying before, Failure and success are not opposites. Failure is actually the path to success. As we work toward success, we're going to have many failures along the way. Now, I mentioned before that I don't actually believe that failure exists because I think that is just the path to success. It's not actually failing, right? If you get told no for a job interview... You don't get the job. It's not that you failed. You're actually still on the path to success. That's part of your process. You learned something from that job interview. You learned something from that experience, whether it was about yourself, whether it was about interview skills, whether it's about what employers are looking for or that facility. And if you want to work for them, what questions you want to ask in your next interview, you learned so much from that experience. It wasn't a failure, even though we might think, okay, you didn't get the job, but that doesn't mean you failed. And so all of those things we label as failures, I think, are just learning opportunities. They're actually just our path to success. It's not that we failed. It's that we thought the path was going to look different. 
we imagined a different path to success that didn't include these other stops along the way. But we were wrong about that. Just a different path than we imagined. It's not really a failure. But I know sometimes we label things as failures. So that's what I'm talking about today, right? Those things where maybe it's not what you expected. Maybe you feel like you went off track from your goal or you made a mistake. It's not what you were hoping for. All those things that we tend to label as failures. So maybe it's not getting the job, making a med error, not getting into the program, failing the NCLEX, all of those things that were like, oh, I failed. You can choose to see it as, no, I was just learning along the way. But those are the things I'm going to refer to as failure. But every time I say failure, I just want you to know it's kind of in quotation marks because it's like, well, that's what many people refer to it as. But to me, there's no such thing as failure. Okay, so now let's talk about that big gift of failure. Why I hope you fail sometimes. I know that sounds so weird to say because I definitely do hope for your success. I hope that you get that labor and delivery job if that's what you want or the ER job or the ICU job or the med surge job or whatever it is. I hope you get into that program you want to get into. Like I'm totally rooting for your success. But when you experience failures, I hope that you do get this gift from them. And like I said, this gift, I don't know how else to access it. And so because of that, I hope you do fail sometimes. So the big gift that we get from our failures is an opportunity. It's a really important opportunity because it's the opportunity to love ourselves on a different level. It's really easy to love yourself when you're getting straight A's and you're exercising every day and you get the job on your first try and everyone wants to go out with you and like everything's going perfectly, right? Your kids are listening. I used to think, oh, I'm such a good mom because my daughter was pretty easy when she was little. And then once she started not being as easy, I was like, oh, am I a bad mom? So when things are going smoothly, sometimes it's really easy to think highly of ourselves and think we're doing a good job. But can you love yourself even when you're making mistakes? Even when you're doing things imperfectly, even when things are hard or people are upset with you. You need failure to have those opportunities to learn that self-compassion. To learn how to be there for yourself. How are you going to treat yourself when things don't go as planned? When you make mistakes? That's much harder to do. Are you a sunny day friend to yourself? I don't know if people use that anymore. I remember hearing that a long time ago. There were like sunny day friends and rainy day friends, right? Where it's like when you're popular and everybody likes you, this person wants to be your friend. They want to spend time with you and hang out with you. Those are sunny day friends that just want to be there when things are going well. But then maybe there's some drama at school and other people don't really want to hang out with you or they're mad at you. And that friend ditches you. 
right? So they're only there when things are sunny and nice. A rainy day friend is there for you even when things are hard. When you're making mistakes, when your imperfections are on display. So can you be a rainy day friend to yourself? It's so powerful to develop that kind of commitment to yourself. That kind of relationship with yourself where you're like, I have your back no matter what. Sometimes we try to have a relationship with ourselves where we're talking ourselves up. Like, you're not going to fail. You're totally going to get that job. You're totally going to pass the NCLEX. You always do things great. You do a great job. Everybody loves you. And that's really nice, right? That's nice self-talk. We have a lot of negative self-talk that, in comparison, that's amazing, right? Our negative self-talk is like, you're garbage, you're trash, nobody likes you, you're always awkward, you do things wrong all the time, you're a terrible mom, blah, 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 right? Like, that's the negative self-talk. And so this other self-talk is like, yeah, that's what it should be. That's really nice self-talk when we're like, you're going to do it perfectly, you do amazing, everybody loves you, you're not going to fail. And while that is much kinder, there's a difference when we say to ourselves, you're kind of a mess sometimes. Sometimes you don't know what you're doing. Sometimes you make mistakes. And I'm here for you. I love you anyway. Like I think about my deepest relationships. Like my husband. He definitely knows I'm not perfect. He definitely sees me on my moody days, me being grumpy, right? Like he sees all of it. But it's a much deeper relationship because he accepts me for all of it. Whereas some people, maybe I portray just the sides of me I want them to see. Right? We don't spend as much time together and they just see me when I'm friendly and pleasant. And they appreciate me and like me, right? And I have a good relationship with them. But I kind of know they haven't seen the full me. They haven't seen me on my bad days. So I don't know if they would accept me like that, right? But when we say, I've seen your mess, I've seen your imperfections, and I love you anyway. That's a much deeper level of commitment and trust. And so when we have failures, we have that opportunity to develop that same kind of relationship with ourselves. We don't have to convince ourselves we're perfect. We can be like, yeah, you totally messed that up. And I love you anyway. Yeah, you failed at that. But it's okay. You're human. I love you. I've got you. And to me, that is the biggest gift of failure. If things had just gone perfectly with whatever it is, with your nursing journey or with another goal or with parenting, if everything was perfect all the time and you never messed up, you would never have to have that compassion and forgiveness and understanding of yourself. But when we fail, we get the opportunity to deepen our relationships with ourselves. So when you fail, use that as a catalyst for self-acceptance and self-compassion. 
Nothing's gone wrong. You're learning. You're learning how to better reach your goal. And you're learning how to love yourself through all kinds of different experiences. And that is a skill worth failing for. That's a relationship. Your relationship with yourself is worth failing for to develop that trust and vulnerability and connection with yourself. So I hope you succeed at your goals, but I definitely hope you have some failures too. And I hope you love yourself through all of it. And you're not going to do it perfectly. That's why you need lots of failures because you're going to have to keep practicing it. But I hope you have all the failures you need to show yourself that you're there for you and that you'll love yourself through it all. All right, my friends. So go out there and fail. (laughs) Fail a whole bunch and then go get your goal. All right. I'll talk to you later. Have a beautiful week. Take care.